I always back myself and it's not easy. Um, I definitely think that I've felt a pressure here the last two weeks that I've honestly never, ever felt in my life the way it's been lingering on. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Dad Pod. Just well, a video thing as well. have a name. Podcast. Or midlife Crisis. Howdy Daddy. Mm. Midlife Crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. Dadcast with Nivea Men. Try Ireland's number one skincare brand. All right, everybody's very welcome along to the final dad cast of season three slash four. Did we ever work out which it was? Is it season three or season four? I didn't even know we were doing seasons until you mentioned it uh, earlier this season. Well, uh, if we call them seasons, it gives some semblance of a pretense even that it was planned that we take the breaks that we take as opposed to it, you know, just being laziness and ineptitude. So anyway. Sort of like a, a preordained structure. Exactly. For one last time, all the dads are here. Nathan is here. Hello. Wow. Dave is here. <laughs> Hi, guys. Adrian's here. Hey! Nathan, are you, a little bit, are you a little bit shook? Did you go out on the piss with the Republic of Ireland women's national team last night? No, no. They're professional athletes, so they uh, hopped on the bus and went back home. Where were no, they going? No, uh, no denial that he went down the piss, though. There was, no, uh, there was no boozing from the players, though. I was talking to a few of them afterwards, and they would have loved a pint, I think it's fair to say, uh, when they were okay. sitting through the show. All right, I thought they were allowed to have points, no? No, no. I think uh, they're training again today. They have a full round of uh, some big media day. They're getting presented with the jerseys and their official numbers and all that. And then I think they're off at the weekend. So they can do what the expect hell they want them, then. Expect them to cause mayhem. Um, exactly. So I brought my kids to... This was the event in the mansion house last night. And... Um, it was just really good. It was really good to remember what it's like to be totally excited to meet people who are famous as opposed to like, I mean, no, no. it's just like, anyway, I came across like a dickhead there. I didn't mean to, but... Um, when you uh, met Nathan, like? Well, that was the exciting part of the evening. Um, <laughs> two two brief things. Henry McCain comes out and is about to take a picture of me and the kids are like, no! He's like, like oh yeah, fair point. I don't put my kids on social media either. I'm like, well, you're going to put mine on. So he didn't. Uh, and um, I don't know what people think of that but um, I'm just not a huge fan of it. And then the other thing was uh, Kenny McCabe signed my middle child's uh, football uh, and she slept at the football last night. That's how excited oh, she was. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. It was like, and she was, because uh, you remember, it's kind of a slightly nerve wracking thing to ask for your first autograph to the point mm. where her big sister wouldn't do it. Cool. She made her do it. And now regretted it immediately. So good, good life lesson there. I think they much prefer autographs still to photographs. Who the kids? Not all kids. Well, they don't have phones. So yeah. Well, that's a fair point. My my eldest is more of a photo guy. I brought him to see the Dublin Hurlers one night, and you know you can get onto the pitch at Parnell Park after the game and. It's the night the big goal in that epic at, in in the sunshine on a Saturday evening four years ago, and he was just beside himself getting pictures with all the with all the hurlers. And I had a pen and paper with me; he wasn't interested. I said, "No, no, we need to get more pics, more pics." On the well, social media thing, Jared, it's an interesting one. I think that's just uh, 
you know, each to their own. I wouldn't judge people who do put a lot of pictures of their kids up on social media, which yeah, we've never done it and we never will. I just think, I, in my own personal opinion, and obviously there'll be a lot of people that would disagree with it, but is that when they're old enough to decide whether they want pictures of themselves as children on, on the internet, let them decide at that point. I mean, look, I think it's fair to assume that our kids are going to be of a generation where they put literally fucking everything up <laughs> and it's going to be like, oh my God, well, I can't believe you put that up. And we'll be like, oh, I should have, but uh, the ship is sailing anyway. You should have you should have got out ahead of it and have had all the beautiful family photos up for everybody to see and go, oh, they're a lovely family, aren't they? They're very, very nice, normal family. And now your uh, eldest will come out in three years' time and it'll be just absolute carnage in the background. I'd be like, fuck it, hell, yeah. what's going on there? All the fakes. Oh, absolutely. Um, but they yeah, certainly won't you, want pictures of themselves when they're like five years old on the internet when they're in their teens and on whatever no, social media won't. app is de rigueur at the time. No, they won't. But I don't want they... them to turn around asking me, hey, whoa, 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 why is there a picture of me in my swimming togs, aged five, holding your hand on the internet? Take that down immediately. That's what why I would expect they would counter. Of me having a shit in our kitchen on the... <laughs> <laughs> Literally in the kitchen. But you're not concerned, Dave, about them turning around to you going, Dad, uh, I was just listening to this podcast where you described <laughs> in uh, graphic detail uh, all these things I did when I was five years of age. Yeah, but that's there's no visual pictorial evidence of, of that. Look, if um, if people you currently know couldn't be asked to listen to this, the chances of your kids being yeah, so dedicated yeah. to go back and listen, there's just ten not years. We the attention spam won't be there. I adopt the same approach that I do to our approach to religion with social media pictures. We're not into it, but if down the line you're into it, you go for it. You were That's, mad into TikTok for a little while there, Adrian, where you were like every every little thing was on TikTok. I mean, not I mean, at all. I I'm still mad at platform worked, but no, I'm still mad into TikTok, and I do some of the TikTok filters with the kids. They love it, you know. They turn themselves into a Disney character, whatever the case might be. Uh, but they don't ever, they never get posted. Like I'd never put them up on. Um, social media. You map posting yourself on TikTok. That's what I was saying. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, we're not into it. Like, still a little bit, you know. Just, uh, I mean, occasionally, just to. To get the numbers. My my, uh, my TikTok profile is not busy, Ger. I mean, I know you're trying to throw a shade in my direction there. I well, this might get you a few more followers. This might get you a few more followers. You never know. I put them up on Instagram on like the limited one. Oh, yeah. So only people you choose can oh, see Oh, yeah. It. Okay. Sorry, in fairness. I know loads of people who do that. And that, I mean, that actually, I quite like that because then I can, you know, that's kind of now, keeping in touch with people. Like if we put our kids up on Instagram, like are we, are we going to, are we going to make some cash out of it? Like, are we going to be father of the year contenders and we can be sort of influencers and things like that? I mean, you could be, that's a, it, it's, I think of the, think of what we're sacrificing for their privacy, the right to get a lot of uh, mediocre <laughs> products from brands we don't actually like. Sounds like a fair trade to me. <laughs> How about these disgusting crisps? Mm, I do love those disgusting crisps. <laughs> Kids, this is what you get when you work in the media. This is we will literally do anything for a free pack of crisps. Yeah, including selling your soul. Um, we have a lot of correspondence this week. Will I get into it, or does anybody want to talk about anything else? Please do. The, the ball didn't get smudged, did it? That's the one. Watch out from uh, no from it was actual a sharpie. Experience. Sharpie. Okay. So we were we were well prepared. Had to buy a new football. Thirty fucking quid for a new football. And they're not like, great yeah. new footballs. I was in. Um, well, a well-known sports shop recently and I was about to buy one of the kids wanted the new Premier League football and fair play to the guy behind the counter who was like 
see that pile of footballs back there? They're all the ones that have been returned today. You're like, all right. there, every time the new Premier League football comes out, it basically just deflates after about three goals. So uh, wow. there's a long list yeah. of uh, returns. Yeah, they just, um, and I have about three or four Premier League footballs out. That's no matter. Is he stuck? Do we lose Nathan? Probably so. Uh, But you're dead right to buy the football because so twice in the last couple of weeks I've been out in Tala and with the kids and Rovers had a sort of end of season. All the local clubs could bring their teams for free. Uh, They were playing UCD, so they obviously knew they weren't going to get a full house, uh, but they actually packed out a stand with about 4,000 kids. It was the loudest match I've ever been at. And part of it was all the Rovers players would stay around afterwards and sign autographs. And my kids had nothing to get signed except their nice top that they were wearing and thought, you know what? I'm just going to get that signed anyways. And I'm like, ah, what? And then last uh, Monday night, I was out there and we were walking out and Stephen Kenny was walking out just in front of us and was a lot of public support from the people for Stephen Kenny. And they were all gathering around and um, one of the kids that was with us went up and got a shoe signed by Stephen Kenny. One of your kids? Not one of mine. Uh, one of the kids that was in my car though, which uh, okay. meant, you know, I voted responsible for his uh, nice new <laughs> brand new Nike runners have oh. just been signed by Stephen Kenny. Oh. A young John Delaney going around with uh, one shoe off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the football was a good idea because they'll the kids will just get anything signed. Well, that, yeah, we had we. I mean, we were actually quite late because there was a big fight about spot wooden who wouldn't get to wear the one proper up to date jersey we have. And um, anyway, we did we didn't last. There was an incredible story being told by Amber Barrett's dad about Chrysler, and at that stage, my. Uh, youngest was basically falling over and looked like he was going to puke. So, in the middle of this heartrending moment of touching him, like, um, oh, excuse me, sorry, oh, I just have to leave. Sorry, oh, trying not to draw attention. I missed, I missed, I missed that. Well, that's good. I'm glad it didn't echo all the way up to the front of the screen. But a brilliant night, a great, a great. Like, it's good when those things aren't all just the booze companies, because it's good to be able to bring the kids. Not that we don't love the booth companies, we really love the booth companies too. Mm, how about that? Come to our next road show with, with this booze company. Yeah. We're going to be a lot of cursing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, correspondence. Hi, all. Long time listener here. Please don't share my name, particularly if reading the story at the end. Uh, I've threatened to email on numerous occasions on various topics from vasectomies, currently three months post op after our second arrived. Post op, Mrs. I like. But he has transitioned from being in a position to readily procreate to no longer being in that position. Yeah, all right. To my absolute agreement with Dave's frustration on child parking spaces, but I said I definitely email as there was a struggle topic last week, not pointing any fingers at anyone. So topics I think would be good to discuss as it's a topic I would like to hear other points of view on. Hope they help. One, child friendships. Backstory. My nephew, who's 10, came home from his first day of school September and said his old best buddy told him he didn't want to be friends with him anymore and has a new friend now still. This has left my nephew feeling somewhat isolated. He has made a new buddy over the past year, but he was friends with the old pal for years before the summer holidays. What do you even do in a situation like that? I wonder, does he still talk about the old pal? Like, what age did he say he was? Okay, like, Ten. kids go through friends like sweets. We are the same as kids. I it's I wonder if he is still being affected by it. That he obviously felt a little isolated at the time. He's found some new pal, and 
obviously in school he had loads of pals or whatever sports or uh, extracurricular activities he's involved in. He'll be going into secondary school in a couple of years. I wouldn't worry about it too much, but that's it just happens to childhood. People move classes, they move house, they move circumstances. In this, in this instance, that's not what happened. What happened is his buddy is sitting at the same table or two tables over and he's found a new friend and you're not invited and it's the, the humiliation is daily, hourly, yeah. second, second by second. You're looking over at them and it's like, oh, that, that should be me. Yeah, I don't know what you can do though. I mean, if you really feel there's a future in the friendship that you could try and manipulate yourself, speak to the other kid's parents and say, look, is there any chance that I could maybe put the two of them together for a play date or just uh, do a, you know, is it, was Sergio speaking about his wife and her interaction with McElroy that was the catalyst for yeah. them mending bridges? Yeah, you know, so weird. maybe somebody else can can mediate in this situation and see if okay, there's a future sorry. there. Yeah. yeah I, I think I, that's the the option, isn't it? That's Yeah. Like, like 10 is a sort of strange age in that at, at that stage, and like the 11 and 10 year olds so you see quite a bit of it like the friendships do get quite deep by then like they it's not just like they've been in school together for six years they're probably on the same sports teams they're probably spending a lot of time together outside of school I would say the best option is who is the former friend if we call him that hanging around with now and can you get all of them in together to your house and suddenly make that group a little bit bigger obviously if there's been a total breakdown and the kid in the middle has decided I don't want to be friends with him anymore and I never want to talk to him again. He's telling his parents, I'm not going around to his house anymore. I'm done. Like that's a difficult position. And then you probably have to get out in front of it and again, organize play dates with other kids in the class and try and create a new little circle for him. Uh, but it is a incredibly difficult position. I think you hear about it a lot more with girls, it seems at that age than boys. Boys generally tend to just sort of get on with things. Whereas I think with the girls, it's probably a bit more, you're not in the gang anymore. When you said, uh, who is this new kid in the middle? I thought you were going to go to like, uh, take the kid out, like start spreading, uh, spreading rumors about the kid. <laughs> that angle. Uh, but I think D- Dave's, Dave's curve as a, an amazing parent has just it takes, it continues to go from strength to strength. And the play date idea is an absolute perler, Dave. That's exactly the way to do it. You don't even need to address the issue with the other parents. Hey, just wondering if, Billy Bob is uh, available for a play date next week. Bum, 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 bum. And away you go. No, Billy Bob doesn't want to go, though. He said, uh, we're finished. Stop contacting me. I'm going to get a restraining order. <laughs> did he Did he? We don't, did he say that? <laughs> he did, yeah. He said he doesn't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah, that's why he I think it. a little word with the Billy Bob's parents. Maybe. Like, just saying, look, he, my son misses your son. He loved playing with him. Any chance I could troll them together for a play date? And if she says, oh, look, he's actually just made it clear for whatever reason, like... Ten-year-olds should be treated like any other individual in these circumstances. It may be painful for our listener's son, but children are entitled to choose who their friends are as well. Yeah, so there's agency there. And the only other thing I'd say is you need to take it seriously. Like the heartbreak they feel is real. No, 100%. 100%. And that's what's something you may have to manage from your side with your child. But that other kid's entitled to hang around with who he wants also. It'll um, probably also come full circle at some point or another. Definitely my experience. Kids, you kind of flip from group to group for a while. You're um, like, it is hard when it's just one specific mate and there doesn't seem to be a bigger group of them that like, that would be a very natural thing that they'd still be in a company. That definitely is hard. Yeah. Um, 
You definitely no, want it, them to, to have that ability, though, to have more than one friend because yeah. there's a lot of eggs in that basket. And to Nathan's point, they, they, uh, the basket does get broke. Um, we had a situation where after crash, uh, one of the kids' best mates went to a different school. And we heard about that kid for two years afterwards, almost every day. Uh, like to the point where we were getting very concerned at one stage it was like is this ever gonna stop <laughs> like so they do make very 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 intense friendships from a very early stage and like it's not something that we wouldn't have thought it was that important really but actually it kind of slowed down a lot of the other stuff you know like because if you if you've known if you've school or at GA or at gymnastics or wherever you're like um okay it's time to start moving on here but the heart wants what the heart wants you know and as and as much as like you could try and get that play date going with billy bob why don't you also try and get play dates going with other kids you know like you can actually actively help the kid out of it as well definitely definitely and encourage involvement in as many other friends groups that are completely distinct and that don't really have much crossover. So there's always an escape. If one of them does turn on you, like is likely to happen in Irish society. So, um, it, it's, uh, it's very, um, very complex as the kids would say. Uh, secondly on friendships, I have a four year old in crash at the moment. who's become very close with another boy from the town and they have become inseparable. The problem is they beat the absolute crap out of each other and other kids when they're together. Even football, they spend the entire time rolling around. When you try to stop it, he says they're just having fun. I know this other kid's parents, which doesn't help my worry that these two will more than likely end up going through all of school together. And I don't want my fella turning into a bully. Probably an overreaction, to be fair. They're beating the shot out of each other as opposed to other kids. He says they're doing it to other kids as well. When they're together and other kids. Yeah. Mm, That's not great. That's the aspect that you'd be a little worried about. Um, Now, I think Kids do grow out of this kind of stuff as well. And boys love to wrestle. Like my two are, I'll head upstairs to get an item of clothing or something. I'm only out of the room 30 seconds. When I left the room, they were drawing. And when I arrived 30 seconds later, they're in the other, on the other side of the room, in a corner on top of each other. And there's a full scale wrestling match ongoing. And as soon as I go, ah, lads, they both of them will immediately turn around and go, we're only messing, we're only playing, it's fun, we're having fun, no one's going to get hurt. And if, as long as no one does get hurt, I'll just let them at it for, sometimes it go on for bloody 25 minutes. Oh, yeah, they're knackered after it, right? Yeah, but as long <laughs> as no one's throwing any dodgy digs or nasty elbows, I'm happy with it. But it's when there's a third party involved. Like, it's, it's, I've no problem with my two kids picking on each other but I don't want them doing it to somebody else's child. And that's why I would understand that if this parent is a little bit worried about that aspect of it, because you don't want your child being the one that maybe doesn't get invited to parties or playdates or whatever gathering it might be because he's perceived to be the rough one or that he has upset other children to the point where they actually don't want to spend any time with him. Because not every child loves the rough and tumble as much as the other. You just have to be mindful of it. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be bullies. You just need to be careful. Mm. Okay, last one. Materialism kids. As mentioned, my son is only four and in crash, but it's already starting with shoes and jerseys in particular. If another boy has a jersey, he wants one. 
the latest being a basketball jersey. Likewise with shoes. One boy shoes have three stripes. Adidas, but mine don't. How do I crush this early to stop it being a thing? Best of luck. Uh, you can't. Yeah. That's just the way it is. <laughs> but you just, you're just restricted to birthdays and Christmas and special occasions. So like my son or one of them will see um, some club has just launched their new jersey for next season. Oh, can I get that jersey? I'm like, absolutely, 100%. Put it on your list for your birthday. No, that list now has 87 items on it, but no problem. And that, and that ends the conversation. Like, no problem. They put it on their list. They can move on. It's when you start just like every time you go somewhere, they end up coming home with something or a new kit or a new jersey. Yeah, that's happen anyway. completely falling over them and leading them down a, a, a dark path where it becomes habitual and they just expect everything now. Um, I think as they get older, it gets easier around the big stuff to do that, to say... Okay, hold on to your your to your birthday, or save up your money and you know ask your grandparents for it's your birthday to get you that thing. As I get a bit older, they kind of want stuff every day, like you know Tuesday is a special occasion, and it might it's not fifty quid, it's just something for like six quid, and then tomorrow it's something else for like a fiver, and the day after that it's something brand new that some the school has, and a new type of sweet or something that you only get in one shop, and I need to get that as well. And yeah, there's no patience for that, so. That's the bit I find now as the two lads get a bit older. It's just a constant, the small stuff all of the time. Mm. Gimme, 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 gimme. On the previous point, uh, like, I don't know what this, has this person given any indication as to how they're currently dealing with the thumping and uh, kicking the shout out of each other? You go back, are you? Yeah. Yeah. That's how the show works, yeah. Well, you just hop around. It's like, we don't follow it. I was just literally following you. Come on, anyway. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Did they, did, did they give any indication as to how they're currently dealing with the scenario? Yeah, they, they, whatever I read out. <laughs> I don't think they said they were doing anything about, anything about when it. You like try, when you try to stop it, he says they're just having fun. Yeah, like I think that you have to. So I've seen like some of this go on, and I don't know if it doesn't seem quite as targeted as uh, maybe our, our um, corresponder is saying in this one like as in it's happening all the time but i have seen it happen with kids and i have seen the parents do nothing about it and i have sat there in judgment and said hang on a second you've got to tell the kid that that's not the right thing to do like yeah like you do have to do that and you have to um so like our 18 he's 18 months old so obviously he's doing whatever the hell he wants to do at the minute but that does involve punching people in the face uh regularly um so like i'm not going to let that go on without him he he knows now if he does it um with me particularly that he will get given out to and he'll sit back and he'll sort of take stock for a second that could end up in tears it could end up in a smile it could end up him just ignoring me and carrying on with life but it does have to be taken on like i don't think it's an option to just say well that works itself out i do think take it on there and then if that's not working take it on later in the day away from the heat of battle but like, I wouldn't be happy if that kid was thumping my kid and the parents were doing absolutely nothing about it. No, uh, and certainly we we've seen that happen, um, and we're not happy when it happens. But you kind of, I I can't understand it. Like, and so that's the bit where it's gone too far when it's not fun. These these two are both willing participants and it's fun. But the bit where it's like, you know, uh, it's gone too far. Parties getting involved. Yeah, I think as well. You have to you know, take ownership of your own kid there because there might be a temptation if the two of them are at it and it's maybe your kid and somebody else's kid and you're like, well, my kid's a, a good lad and your man's 
the ringleader in this. And sure, my lad's only doing it because he's there. Like everyone looking in from the outside just thinks they're both little pricks. Yeah. Yeah. Look, what it's like anything. That's, as soon as you know, as soon you as removing it, your child from us. As soon as one participant in something is no longer enjoying it, the line has been crossed. So it doesn't matter whether it's a third party or it's one of the two kids involved, the two mates. As soon as someone's no longer having fun, it's the exact same with my two. And I'll keep a close eye on it. And I say, right, well, as soon as someone says no, stop, or I'm that hurts, or I'm done, yeah. the plug, the plug has to be pulled on it straight away. So, but it happened so regularly that I got to the point where I just said, okay, lads, and I'll go over to where this wrestling match is still going, and I'll say to them, I don't care whose fault it is if this ends in a fight. Both of you are being punished equally. Both of you will lose your screens for the evening. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You're both now, from this point on, willing participants in this wrestling match. This is the line. Both of you agreed to step over it. If the younger guy gets thumped and he comes over to me crying, doesn't matter. He gets punished just as much as the older guy. This is your chance to decide now you don't want any part of this. Once you make your decision, make your own bed. And it generally works. They do are, they're gentle enough with each other that no one actually ends up getting hurt. Because they know if they do, they and even then they won't come over to me. They'll just like yeah. weep in the corner. It's what you want. Bottle it up. <laughs> at some point, at some point later, though, uh, one of them will turn into Joker and just like they'll be the ones who just want to watch the world burn. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Take my screens. <laughs> right. Last one from this same email, which has been excellent so far. When we went to the hospital on our first thinking it was time, we were initially sent home to the contractions were much closer. On the way home, my partner asked me to pick up takeaway to try the old hot curry brings on labor trick. What are the other rumors about uh, that you can do to bring on labor? Yeah. Adrian's probably the best man to ask about that. Well, if you were outside, Jerry, if you were out and about. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adrian on the camping trips. <laughs> I go camping this have... weekend. Whoa. Is this, become a, is this become a euphemism for something? Is uh... no, no, I am, I am, I am going camping this weekend. And have you got your plans all mapped out? I am. Well, I am. That's what I, I, <laughs> I heard. <laughs> Go on. Jeez. What the fuck? Are you, are you telling us that you're going to be trying a no, little bit of? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm I'm, uh, I'm 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 making it clear to the campsite. I'm saying that there'll be no such shenanigans going on. That's uh, in, I don't Ireland. know what I don't know what Adrian Barry's dogging spots are, but well, yeah, did they uh, did they ask you, you for confirmation of that before you arrived? Well, I'd say after uh, after Adrian uh, after the oh. last podcast, every every campsite is now wary of anyone from uh, Dadcast appearing. <laughs> Let me go back to the email here. We got home eight and then maybe two hours later, the contractions were much shorter. So we were back in. She adopted for an epidural to help with the pain. So obviously couldn't feel anything. When we were mid delivery, she started to ask if she'd done a number two while pushing, which was one of her bigger fears. Of course, I said, no, no, you're perfectly fine, which was the truth. Look at you sniggering laughing there, Nate. What bit, what bit triggered you there? Uh, just the, the fact she's asking him this. I'm wondering what his. Re- oh, you're, we'll never know. No, 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 you're perfectly fine, was the tr- which was the truth. To which you replied, I have, I can smell it. She's got a laugh from the nurses, etc. But nope, no sign, all good, they assured her. Through the various pressure pushes in a 25-minute delivery, she continued to ask and mention the smell, to which every time we all assured her she hadn't. Finally, the baby arrived and the nurses and midwives left us to ourselves. She then asked again, did I really not do it? And I knew I had to tell her the truth to put her mind at ease. It was me. I was farting the whole way through the delivery after the curry, <laughs> but didn't want to admit it to a room full of nurses and doctors. Needless to say, she didn't see that. But I thought it was hilarious. Keep up the great work. 
Great to have you back in the feed. Don't mention my name. I don't think the room of nurses and doctors needed you to admit it openly for them to know that it was you that was <laughs> yeah. your, persistently opening your lunch at the other end of the operation. They must have thought he was some right scumbag during the delivery of that child. <laughs> as if their job as midwives and consultants and doctors wasn't difficult enough, but the father is in there beside the mother-to-be, like pumping and trumping throughout. Good God. Oh, well, also, like, there's there's a lot of things that you probably end up nearly having to apologize for during the labor and your general uselessness. But, like, your, the stress that his partner was going through, thinking that this was happening. But actually... And yet he continued to the part. cause. <laughs> well, like, he can't, he can't help it either. Well, he can. <laughs> like, have a little bit of restraint. <laughs> you can probably uh, go out of the room for a minute. Yeah. Well, if he's had the courage the night before, he could be in a spot of honor, like, so... That was on the way. It was in between. That was the anyway. Okay. You were too busy thinking about the other thing. Uh, hi, Jared. Just wondering, has any of the Dadcast shows been announced yet? Perspective Dad here. I've been binging on the shows recently. That's from Christo sliding into our DM. Somebody else this morning on uh, Off the Ball AM asking, is there any sign of a live show? When are we Have he been in touch? Are we booked in yet? Not with no. me. We're no, not I think going to was a... Megan, are we? So well, I think we, we didn't get EP that. last year. I think we should do um, a small show in Dublin City Centre sometime in November. Would that, that be of interest to our, our users and listeners? Adrian's frozen there. Good timing. Uh, dadcast at offtheball.com and we had a link to register your interest and we have a couple hundred people. So that's probably enough. Is, it, is Adrian dead? He is dead. Frozen okay. solid. No, wait, wait. He's trying to get back in. I'm letting him back in. Okay. He's reappearing. We're going to have two Adrian Barrys, which is a definite concern. There he is. Wow. How are you, Adrian? Yeah. So, my laptop uh, ran out of juice. Now well, our, our users have got your uh, direct direct hotline to your email address. Oh. <laughs> signing, up, signing up for every type of Tommy yeah, yeah, yeah. bot in the world. <laughs> Crypto well, you, username already in you. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it out. Uh, we won't. IrishDoggySpots.com. <laughs> Just to be clear, uh, that was, I was offering. And it's off the ball. It's off the ball. Email is used as well. No response. Hey, there you go. Uh, right. Hi, lads. First time caller, long time listener, etc. Emailing as the father of a two and four year old who's trying to nail down a smooth, efficient bedtime process. At the minute, we get the bedtime routine rolling in around half six. Bowl of cereal slash snack up the stairs, then for a bath if they're having one. Jammy's teeth. First book in the two year old's room with the four year old there. Then he gets put in the cot after a glass of milk, followed by book in the four year old's room, milk and bed. Writing, it appears efficient, but each step is a battle. Racing around with them holding jammies, making empty threats about there not being a book if you don't do X, Y, or Z in the next minute. Generally, working through their stalling tactics, thirst, toilet, bad dreams, general streams of thought, teddy change needed, etc., etc. Typically drags on till 7.30 or 8. It seems like a foolishly long process. Part of me can guess the advice. Solid routine, firm boundaries, etc. But I'm eager to hear any suggestions and would also just appreciate general stories about how bad your kids are at going to bed to reassure me that my lads are not awful children and we aren't awful parents. Love the pod and all the off-the-ball stuff, but prefer if my name wasn't read out in the show. Thanks a mil. Michael. John. 
I should just make up names for those now. Well, yeah, the, the, but you'd get the confused and give the real name. Adrian and Nathan still have quite young children, so do you want to do you want to take that up? Uh, yeah, we're um, we've been going through a bad spell with the youngest. Um, though the uh, reward chart of the last few weeks has certainly improved things, so she used to be great for going to bed for a while, and then decided that she was scared, scared, scared. Somebody has to stay upstairs. If anyone goes downstairs. She's running downstairs 50 times a night. She's going to bed at quarter to eight and at 10 o'clock, she's still awake running downstairs um, and it was driving everyone demented to the stage of whoever was staying upstairs was probably just going to bed at nine o'clock um, because, you know, it was the only way of keeping her in bed. Uh, but uh, the uh, teacher's reward chart seems to be doing a bit of business like the... Uh, you know, get your five stars, you get a little treat at the end of the week. It's definitely improving things. And she seems a bit more comfortable now staying up there by herself. But again, like that's, it's a phase. She'll get out of it, but then she'll enter some other phase. I'm sure. Well, the yeah. stalling tactics don't change. They still happen. Can I get a drink? Can I get a second story? Can you sing me a song? Can I get an extra Teddy? Can I change my PJs? I do, Two more minutes. Heavy. Can I have Two more shift? minutes. Two more minutes. And on and on and on it goes. But I, to our listener, the older they get, the better they get because they're wrecked and they just want to go to sleep at, at some point. Um, it sounds to me like he's got it down, really. I think he's been a bit harsh on himself. He seems to have the routine in place. For him yeah. to start the bedtime process at half six with a snack while they're still downstairs and for it to generally be wrapped up by 7.30 is pretty good going. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're doing really good stuff there. It's just about trying to cut the gaps between you get, it's like um, you can't do, you try anything new and you're shit at it for a couple of months. And then like three months in all of a sudden it's an hour instead of two and a half hours. And you're getting back down before eight o'clock and you get that part of the evening to yourselves and you feel like, Oh, we are the best parents in the world. The one piece of advice, don't get drunk on a Friday night and have another baby. Get the snip. That's the, like, <laughs> two, two's the magic Stairs. number. Sarah's closing argument. Yeah. We've, uh, we, you were camping, Jarrah, is that what you were saying? You went camping and things got out of hand. No, no, no. It was just, uh, we, we thought that we, we, at one stage I was like, oh, we should have had a fourth. Like, that was like vaguely in my thinking. And I'm like, well, well, if, well if you just tap yourself on the shoulder and go, it's going to get the snip straight away. Like, third one, third bun in the oven, snip, snip. Yeah, it's enough. Uh, our youngest one is in a great routine, sort of comes up, plays around with the other two for a little bit, takes the bottle, uh, lying down in our bed and conks out by and large, unless they've had too much sleep that day. And with the other, the elder two, we just sort of leave them. We were in the habit of doing that thing that Nathan's describing there where you go up and you end up sort of in the bed with one of them and we're certainly having some of that scared stuff now, which is a complicating factor that is becoming an increasing factor. And obviously then you kind of respond to it more I guess the desired reaction and then it's um, the rolling ball but um, we have sort of devolved responsibility for to the elder two about going to bed to themselves so uh, you know put on their PJs downstairs brush your teeth up you go now and you can play around for 10-15 minutes half an hour depending on what time it is do whatever you want any shouting or roaring you'll be uh, requested to uh, go into your chamber individual chambers immediately. Otherwise, play away for that length of time. And um, it has 
it has some good success. They're much more collegiate because they feel as if they're kind of getting away with something than they would normally be where they're kind of tearing the heads off each other. And it's generally, by and large, working. Like, we're not in the middle of it. We're at all possible. So um, that's a, an added, slightly uh, added benefit. And it's kind yeah. of working out. But like, again, like we say about everything, it'll work for now. And then in three or four months' time, some other shit will come into the picture and we'll have yeah. to tweak it up. That's really good, though. You're gonna you're, you're like getting the independence bit done, and they're thinking about it themselves. Like, we definitely uh, are back in a situation where everybody's staying up too late, like way too late. They're reading, and they're reading into like the youngest was still reading the other night, half ten, and has been brain dead ever since the whole week because of it. Um, so you just want to try and embed the best possible patterns and make them love their bed. And make them like comfortable and feel safe there. And if you got to get one of those night lights that is like the one that you know, whatever you ha- you can do to get them into that routine, I think they're doing great work there. It's the time of year though that everything's getting out of hand. Like it's just so easy when you're watching something to go, ah, look, they're, their last week of school, they'll be grand. They've no homework to do after school tomorrow. They'll be grand. It's still bright out. They'll be grand. They're only reading. They'll be grand. Um, routines go out the window now for the next eight weeks summer holidays and all that. I'm not I'm I'm not of a mind to be overly strict or stringent now when we get to this time of year. And try not uh, to lose yeah. the small one off stuff I find as well, like because there is a temptation where they've broken from the routine for a night and you're so adamant that, you know, this come hell or I water, this routine's gotta be the routine. Like give yourself a break for a night or two. Um obviously by the third night, lose your shit and come out with them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, uh, that's good advice for basically everything. Try to give them a fucking break. Like, they're only kids. Um, you know, he says, I'd like to go on holidays with them all, hoping that, like, the, you know, previous experiences are not future indicators of performance. I know Dave has to go here, but I've got one last, um, message. Hello, Jaron Coat. Jaron, I was going to say hello to you on Grafton Street last night, but said I'd leave it off as you looked under pressure with all the kids. And head to toe Irish gear, no doubt, in support of the girls in green. We, that was exactly where we were going, Dave. Thanks for that. First time parents, fingers crossed, all going well. Incoming in September. Best of luck. What equipment would you and the dads deem necessary or unnecessary in acquiring before the new arrival comes? Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. The, uh, the thermometer, the digital thermometer, that's absolute must if anybody is asking for you or if they can buy you something, get that. You do not need, unless you want to look like hipster dads, one of the expensive baby borns. They're like complete waste of money. I'd say you use it once or twice. They're kind of uncomfortable. You do look amazing. Is that the carrier? You feel like, yeah. Yeah, we bought yeah. one, never use it, no once. I used I used it for two or three times. And I mean, I don't know, but you do like, oh, look at me, I'm a father, I have a baby, I'm amazing. Look at me. Yes, I want you all to look at me because I'm a father, I have a baby. And my baby born. Mm, look at me, I have a baby. Oh, this baby, this I know. But like fucking, you know, you like, was it, which one was crying and which one crying was the, the body and what was the little thing in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is this oh, over everybody's heads like, yeah no I remember I, crying was the little the brain the, in the actual body yeah yeah, we, uh, I, yeah. I see some dads wear it all the time Joe Loy of uh, Off the Ball fame is a new new dad and he I, I often see him out around his all right. area. yeah and he looks who's that Joe looks per- oh, very no, happy yeah, yeah. I've often seen him 
pounding the streets of Colester and he looks happy and the baby looks happy and everyone's winning there. So it uh, each to their own. I I just couldn't have been bothered. I found the whole rigmarole of getting the baby into it and I was very worried the baby was going to fall out of it and get the strapping right and particularly on my own if I didn't have someone to like zip me up at the back kind of thing. I yeah, just was okay. like, nah, buggy will do. Yeah. Even, yeah. You make it seem yeah. like I was calling that Joe there, Dave, but I definitely wasn't. I didn't have no <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> We got loads of use out of ours, by the way. Loads of use. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. We got quite a bit of use out of ours as well. Um, my, I had the same issue with Dave in that it will be incredibly handy when you're by yourself because as you, that baby. But I also have two hands that can do other stuff as well. And look at me doing all these things. Um, that constantly of all right. I put this on myself. Have I attached? Yeah. yeah. I'm basically doing a bungee jump here and attaching all the stuff, but it's the child who's going to fall out. But uh, yeah, no, I think we, again, it probably depends on your life situation and where you're going to be going and how you're going to be doing things that if you get into the habit of using it, it's pretty easy to use. What else does he need? Uh, yeah. He obviously needs to change it. Bottle, bottle warmer, bottle warmer. Bottle warmer, the electric one, if, if possible, yeah. to sterilize it. We didn't have that until we had our second kid, I think. Absolute game changer. Just has everything done in no time at all. Um change at station obviously which is great where you can just keep all the different bits and bobs in the same place um, the, one of those don't masks- get don't get anything that's going to alert you in the middle of the night that your child might be dead because it hasn't moved in two minutes oh no 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 no! Yeah, absolutely the monitor the, like a normal monitor do not get that it. one that's like yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah obviously a monitor get a video monitor and keep it until the kid is about 10 or 11 and that will learn <laughs> yeah Somebody did have one of those, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Don't, 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 uh, don't over overload yourself with shite. Like, no. See what you need. See what you go. If you can borrow some stuff, if you're thinking about making an investment and you know somebody who has something and you can borrow it for a few days, give it a go. See if you use buy, it. Buy secondhand shit as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you can. Adverts and done deal and all those places. Yeah. Uh, and also when people ask you, oh, can we help anything? Like, yeah, um, baby grows from for like six month olds because like you'll need them quicker than you actually think. Just a reminder for everybody, by the way, um, we're very grateful for this. Starcast is in partnership with Nivea Men. Want to feel great in your skin? Nivea Men has you covered from sensitive tailored skincare to cleansing and anti-age. Try Ireland's number one men's skincare brand. We wouldn't have had this season if it hadn't been for Nivea Men. So uh, it's been it's been uh, total smosh getting the band back together. We might do this Last again. Time. Maybe. Let's see. Whoa. Let's let's that, be non-committal. We don't want to make promises. That, that cast it off the ball like, oh, we should do the live show. So me. We should do EP again. Let's get, come on, EP. Well, we could probably sort out Electric Picnic, but we should do our own live show. Right? At least with a lot, our own live show, everybody who is there has actually come of their own. They're on purpose. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to. Just happening to be there. Yeah. All right. All right. We shall leave it there. It's been, uh, as I said, emotional. Diecast at offthewall.com. See you next year, next season, whatever. Bye. Dadcast with Nivea Men. Try Ireland's number one skincare brand.